This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, not Thursday. It's Friday. This is episode 303. (laughs) It's September 4th. I'm Dan Ellis. I am Ryan Duffy. You are Ryan Duffy. I... I'm looking at some things here on the display that are disconcerting because the thing that I'm recording into. Uh-oh. So, well, I told you that uh, before we started that I sounded a little weird, and now uh, I'm just peeking all all up in this hizzy. Let me turn this down. What? That's better. You got all excited. Well, I just, you know. There's been an up, another update to the Microsoft, and it's fucked oh, yeah. with things and junk and stuff, and I had to move shit around yesterday for the thing that Dad did, and yeah, it's... it's yeah, it's, when you were cheating on me? It's been, it's been a bit of an ordeal, yes. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. What, what have you been doing over the last week, man? Getting extremely pissed off at shippers. Motherfuckers. What shippers are these? Fucking uh, Amazon, was it? These are people. No, it wasn't. Amazon does a good job. Yeah. These are the people that are supposed to be shipping my new bandsaw to my house. That was supposed to arrive last Friday. Mm-hmm. And as we're recording this Friday, it's been a week of them lying to me that they've tried to show up to my house multiple times. Sounds when I've been here, I'm like, I work in my garage when I'm at home. I will see your truck. I haven't seen it, especially when I can see when you say you were here and how long you said you were here for. And I know that it's completely false. And y'all motherfuckers be lying. So, yeah. So hopefully I get it next week. That's got to be so frustrating. Like you, 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 you know, set a delivery for the times that you are going to be there. And they keep saying they're going to be there. And then they say that they have been there when they clearly have not because you've been there the whole goddamn day. Yeah. Lion liars. Unable to drop off. I'm like, why were you on? You didn't even come here. You didn't even fucking show up. Lying liar faces. Yeah. Then when I talked to him this morning, I said, just get it on a truck and get it here. I'll help him unload it. It weighs just over 300 pounds. And I'm like, the two of us can fucking handle that. Hmm. And, so, and their answer to that was, here. no. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get it on a trailer. We'll get it out to you today. Nope. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Assholes. Again. Damn it. I know, and I got some cool projects that I want to do, and this would be of a great assistance to me. Yeah. Having a, so, having a nice big bandsaw that you could resaw stuff with. Resaw. Yeah, where I've got some big pieces of wood that I could use more, I guess, uh, economically by making it, you know, sized better or better and you having less waste material. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Speaking of waste material, I don't know if I told you, uh, but all of the stringers that I cut, uh, warped. Did I tell you this already? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I had to, I had to do some shopping around. I went to, you know, a ton of different places to find it, to try to find pressure. Jesus Christ. I went to a bunch of different places trying to find pressure treated wood and, you know, found a few here, a few there, a few there. And, uh, you know, the, the stock that they had on hand at all of these different places was not the best of stock. It was a little warped and I just thought, okay, well, you know, this has a little bit of cupping, but that should be okay. You know, I can, I can still cut it so that the faces will be square and I can, you know, it, I'll, I'll deal with it. It'll be fine. 
And what I didn't take into account at the time was that it, it was still a little bit wet and was already warped. And so then when I cut yeah, it, so it's going to continue to, uh, huh. Yeah. So then I cut warp. it, expose more of the fibers to air and yeah, then it warped. And you know, if, if I had had the decking, all of the decking materials here, it probably still would have been okay after I initially cut them and everything, but because they had to sit out there and I've just been waiting for so long. Well, they've, yeah. they've now warped to where I think maybe two of them are any good still. So like, were they being hit by your sprinklers as well? Um, well, we had a little bit of rain too. Yeah, we had a little bit of rain, but that shouldn't, that shouldn't have made a really big deal. I mean, especially for the pressure treated wood and, but now, yeah. You ever read the disclaimer on pressure treated wood? Which, well, which one, which disclaimer is that? Uh, the, the the one that says that their guarantee is only good if you don't cut it. <laughs> uh, I have seen that, but there are like, it, it's, it's good as long as you don't cut it. And then if you do cut it, that you have to use another type of sealant on it. And so I get the copper green. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's the same. Yeah, it's I've, the, I've seen that where they say the warrant warranty is void. If you cut the wood, it's like, you're buying it to build something. <laughs> of course, you're going to fucking cut it. Yeah. It's like having a warranty on a pair of shoes. Like, the warranty is only good if you don't walk in them. <laughs> well, and, and like, I, I, I imagine that there aren't very many cases where people try to make good on, you know, filing a warranty yeah. claim on, on wood anyway. Like, that's just, you figure about the, by the time it gets to the point of where it's rotting or whatever. It's going to be, you know, where did you put the warranty? Where did you buy it? Do you still have the receipt? Like, it's just too much hassle anyway. So, but I, there's yeah, probably, there's probably someone out there who has tried though. <laughs> when I get the, I get the copper green sealant. It's, it's the copper naphthene or whatever, the same chemical that they use in treating the wood to keep it water resistant and, and yeah pest resistant and yeah so i had applied that to all of it i mean it you can see that it's on there and has sealed nicely and is lovely it's just all fucking wonky it looks like there are a couple of them where the the individual um cuts that i've made to to put the risers and the treads on like if you look at it uh vertically it almost looks like a saw blade because the <laughs> because the the spaces where I would have the treads or the risers are there's a couple of them where it's like it's warped so bad that they almost look opposing like the like oh. if you're looking down the the blade of a you know uh, a saw blade and the teeth are offset either you know every other tooth is offset one direction or the other yeah it's been a long week man my brain's a little fried right. having a hard time speaking. Yeah. That's called Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's called I need my I need my Adderall bump. I gotta hook up with with the president. See who's supplying him. Jeez, probably his daughter. <laughs> Somebody, probably one of his sons. I think I think Trump Junior is is on something a lot of the time. Seems a little frenetic. Yeah, there. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about them anymore. <laughs> so we were going to record yesterday, uh, but I was cheated on me. I was scheduled to be a guest host on the empathetic atheist YouTube show. And, uh, I we don't typically do video stuff. So I didn't have the studio set up for video stuff at all. And I worked quite a bit later than I was anticipating and then still had to rush down here and try to get the studio all set up to do uh, YouTube video call. And so I had to disconnect a bunch of shit and reconnect stuff and move furniture around and, you know, make all kinds of adjustments. And by the time I was halfway through all of that and the studio was dismantled 
and we were supposed to record in 15 minutes. Yeah. I, I, I sent Ryan a message saying, Hey, uh, can we record tomorrow? <laughs> and you being the gracious guy that you are said, Oh yeah, sure. That's no problem. Uh, and then hey, I, you caught me just before I was getting ready to go downstairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well good. I'm, I was really hoping that I would be able to get it all put together. I wanted to get it all done yesterday. I wanted to be able to record our show and then, you know, we record starting at like four thirty our time and I was scheduled to be a guest on their show at six. And so I figured, okay, well, if I've got everything ready at four thirty, we can record our show. That'll give us a little bit of leeway time. And then I'll have a little bit of a break where I can go to the bathroom, get some water, come back down here, do the YouTube thing. Everything will be fine. But having to rearrange everything in the studio just made that uh, a task that I was unable to complete in time. And it happened. Yeah. Well, and I didn't want to cancel on them because, you know, they were expecting that I would be there. And then, of course, the Christian guest that was supposed to be on the show was a no show. So then I became the guest myself instead of being the co-host. I was a guest and they had somebody who's, uh, I guess, a semi-regular on the show be the other co-host along with uh, Justin for a minute. And yeah. that guy apparently is a Christian of some sort. He seemed like a nice guy. Um, See, yeah, I was watching it for a little bit and I said to Sarah, I'm like, is that guy a Christian? Cause I don't think we caught the, be we didn't catch the beginning of it. And I was mm -hmm. like, he seems like he might be, I'm like, I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not know that he was a Christian, uh, for a minute while we were just chatting and discussing stuff. And then he said something that, um, made me, that clued me in that, oh yeah, this guy's a believer. And then I Did asked he ask him you to pray before the show. <laughs> no, no, but I asked him what uh, denomination he was and he hemmed and hawed for a second and then just said, uh, probably just best to describe myself as a Christian. Like, <laughs> I guess, okay. I guess he's taken bits and pieces from other, uh, religious practices and is made it wasn't him, him was it no <laughs> no no everybody i mean everybody was very cordial and nice um yeah. and i think we had a fairly productive conversation it just i don't know it's maybe and i and i said this during the show that maybe it's just that i don't uh talk to believers very often about what they believe and why because yeah. you know they started talking to each other and there was a, there was an LDS couple on there. This is in the after, after party portion of their show. I guess it's okay, like an extra thing. And, you know, they invite just regular people who watch the show and whatever on and, and they have a discussion and I was participating in that. And there was a, um, LDS couple who live in Kansas, I believe. And they, they were very nice, but, uh, I don't know. They, when all of them started talking amongst themselves, they had, so they had a Calvinist on there. They, well, so they had the Christian oh. guy who, you know, was, was the guest host as they were interviewing me. And then they had a guy who apparently is a Calvinist and then a guy who is a clown professionally. Ah, uh, and never I never met one of those. I think he's a non-believer, but I'm not entirely sure. It, like everybody seemed really nice, but then they, you know, during the after, after party portion of the show started talking more amongst themselves uh, and the Calvinist was posing questions to the Mormon people and back and uh. forth. And I finally broke in and I'm like, you know, it, it may just be that I don't talk to religious people as often as I used to, but have you guys ever been to like a comic con or anything like that where they've got a panel <laughs> of speakers and they're arguing about like, which, superhero is the best or it's what better. you know <laughs> what, what special powers the superhero has and what's canon and not i'm like that's that's what i'm hearing when you guys are speaking is like it's all you're you're all talking about imaginary nonsense bullshit basically and i tried to be i tried to be very cordial and nice and and i think at one point i even just said you know there's i i can't think of a nice way to say this but and I can't even remember what the butt part was, what I said after that, but it was just like, 
you guys, you're crazy. <laughs> I just, you, it, I just feel like you're wasting so much of your time and lives on something that is just bullshit. Like it's, I, I don't understand why people waste so fucking much of their time and lives. Well, and clearly they believe, right? But yeah, when I started asking them questions about stuff and, and pointing out different things that were weird, like they all couldn't even agree on the, the Noachian flood, right? The biblical flood with Noah's mm -hmm. Ark and everything like they're, you know, even the Mormon guy was like, well, yeah, you know, I kind of go back and forth and I'm, I'm wondering if it's, well, maybe it wasn't the Mormon guy. Anyway, one of them was like, yeah, I, you know, I kind of go back and forth and I'm not sure if it was a regional flood or a global flood. And, and I'm like, well, I'm, yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you believe that was a global flood, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, if it was a global flood, then where did all the water come from? Where did it go? Why did God yeah. have to, why did he decide to torture everybody? Like an, an all knowing, all loving God, who's all also all powerful, who created the universe could have just, you know, blinked his eyes and snapped his fingers, twitched his nose, whatever. And just made everybody disappear. He didn't have to torture everybody, right? He could have just blinked them out of existence. Yeah. And the I, the Mormon lady was like, well, that's not how it works. You, no, God couldn't do that. And I'm like, wait, God couldn't do that? And then you could tell she was struggling a little bit and then kind of, you know, things got a little sideways and we moved away from it. But it was like, anytime I pointed out some of the problems there were all of these weird justifications and none of the Christians on the fucking panel even agreed with each other. Right. Yeah. And so at another point in the discussion, I was just like, you guys don't even agree about this stuff amongst yourselves. Why would anybody else believe it? And what are they supposed to believe? And why is your God such a terrible communicator? And yeah, I don't think I, like I said, I yeah. think I, I, I tried to be nice and friendly as much as I could, but like, I don't know. There's I, a point where you can't. Yeah. There's, there's just like, you guys are talking about bullshit and you don't even agree about the bullshit you're talking about. And you think that I'm wrong for thinking that you're all wrong when clearly, yeah. you know, <laughs> almost all of you are right. Like only one of you can be correct. And you guys haven't figured your shit out. Your God is a terrible communicator. He communicates through failed and flawed human beings. I don't know. It's just, I don't understand how anybody who really values the truth can be a religious person. I mean, unless you're like a Calvinist, like the, the Calvinist guy, while I despise a lot of what Calvinists believe, they're one of the more consistent sects of Christianity out there, right? Their, their, their beliefs are much more internally consistent than a lot of the other Christian faiths out there. And it's consistently <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like at one point the, the Calvinist guy was just like, Oh no. Like if, you know, I, when we were still talking about the flood and I was saying that, you know, and, in Sunday school, it didn't make sense to me. And I asked the teacher about it. Like God killed everybody, like all of the babies, all the human babies, all the animal babies. Well, what about the fish? I mean, surely if there's water all over the planet, then some of the fish would survive. Well, what about boats? You know, nobody else had a boat. Nobody else was able yeah. to, to climb onto something to save themselves. How did that work? And, and, uh, you know, and then and I that's said, always and, been my thing. I'm like, did Noah have the only fucking boat in existence? Did he invent the boat? <laughs> well, and why would God have to kill everything and everybody? And did he not know that it was going to happen? And then they start arguing amongst themselves about, well, no, he did know, but you know, he leaves it up to people. And then the Calvinist was like, well, no, people don't have free will. You're predestined. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. You guys are all Christians. You're all supposed to be worshiping the same fucking guy. And none of you can agree on what the fuck he wants you to do or what he has said or how he has done things or why he has done things. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah. It's fucking nonsense. So that was fun, but it was, I mean, it's, it's interesting sometimes. Like I can have a conversation with religious people and ask them questions I just wish that they would get their poop in a group like Christians. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, maybe you need to figure out what the fuck that means. 
and all of the Christians should get together and figure that shit out, but they can't. And the one Calvinist guy made a comment, um, something along the lines of, you know, well, atheists a lot of the time will cite that, you know, they'll say they'll cite the flawed and false statistic that there are over 30,000 Christian denominations. And I'm like, yeah, that's wrong because there are at least like 30 million <laughs> because <laughs> it all depends on your, like everybody has your their definition. own Christian beliefs, right? Everybody, you can go into a church and nobody in the church agrees with each other on every point of doctrine. Like, yeah, there is no such thing as, as, you know, one stream or, or one Christian belief set they all are so disparate and they mold their god into whatever they want their god to be yeah and i would say oftentimes it's dependent on region and your preacher yeah yeah and the family that you grow up in and yeah a a baptist in the north isn't going to be teaching the same thing as a baptist in the south or the west or the east they're all going to be teaching different things even though they're all going to call them a baptist but they're all believe different shit yeah but it was fun. I mean, it made me think that maybe we should try to get some Christians on the show. If there are Christians out there in the audience who would like to take me to task for some of the things that I've said, I would welcome that. Like if I'm wrong, I want to know that I'm wrong so that I don't continue being wrong. I just haven't been presented with any good evidence to make me believe in a lot of the bullshit that I hear Christians say all the time and then not even be able to agree with other Christians about. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. I'm just going to come out and make this pitch. The old gods are dead. All previous existing religions all hail the one true God, the giant head in the sky. So if you'll all excuse me, I'm going out onto the sidewalk, I'm dropping to my knees and pledging my eternal soul to the thing that literally controls the f***ing weather. Out of my way. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Remember, I used to talk about that crazy Christian guy on my Facebook page. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I did a couple of film projects with. Yeah. So he puts on, he, he has a picture of Black Forest Little Monsters flavored snacks, like little, little gummies. Mm. And he writes, too many things something, uh, in Enosis, I think he's meant innocent. Uh, isn't dangerous. Well, I forgot to bless this purchase from Sam's and didn't think anything of it, but both my brothers and I ate it last night and both of us got something demonic attacking <laughs> me heart racing. <laughs> it, it, it went away as soon as I prayed in Latin at that him <laughs> a nightmare. I have since blessed it, but think about it. It's real. The <laughs> devil enters your home in many ways, unassuming, like Harry Potter, etc. Video games, whatever it is. <laughs> Don't take it literally the next time a doctor can't explain why something is happening. <laughs> and don't worry, those pauses I left in there were his commas and his periods. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that he that he believed that he had to do it in Latin also. Like, God doesn't speak all which, languages, or maybe he has a favorite language that he prefers. No, which is why I think it's funny, because he's one of those Christians that he always posts that, like, if they don't put the Eucharist right in your mouth, they're doing it wrong. Like, he won't let them hand it to him, and he puts it in his own mouth. Uh, if the prayer <laughs> isn't done in Latin, it's not going to work. <laughs> Oh, I just <laughs> so he he will only go to churches that do the mass in Latin. Uh huh. Do the the Eucharist by put the Eucharist in your mouth, and he was going off like, like I you know I should be allowed to take the Eucharist by the mouth, which sounds like he's just getting a fucking blowjob or something. <laughs> uh, even with COVID or not and stuff, and it's not true. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking nuts. Like, he thought he was once actually possessed by the devil. Like, Satan got into his fucking body. Well, that's a thing. I mean, you know, that happens. You no, know, you're just reminding me about this because 
you're talking about people that can't agree on shit. Mm-hmm. And when you got people that can't agree with shit and you got COVID going on, you get flat earthers trying to find the edge of the world. <laughs> They've got to do something. This story will get crazier once you find out where they thought the edge of the world was. Well, it's, so, isn't it, wouldn't it be all around them? Like the edge would be, you you could find the edge by traveling in any one direction for long enough if the earth would, is flat, You would right? think so, but I think they were trying to find the edge in closest proximity to where they were located at, which is <laughs> Italy. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's, it's an Italy couple who believe the earth is flat, uh, wound up on a wild misadventure after they decided to put their theory to the test by embarking on a journey to what they suspect is the edge of the world. Mm-hmm. The incredibly strange saga reportedly unfolded back in April. Uh, but was only revealed to the Italian media by authorities this week. Uh, it began with when the pair broke the country's then stringent coronavirus travel restrictions and set off in their car towards the coast of Sicily. Amazingly, when they reached the seaside town of uh, Some Italian name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Immersi. Yeah. Uh, the pair sold their car. And purchased a boat <laughs> and then set sail for the island of Lampedusa, uh-huh. uh, which for some unexplained reason, they believe to be the edge of the flat earth, this, um, either that- due to the lack of nautical navigational skills or an ill-conceived travel plan. They ultimately arrived at the island of uh, Ithaca which is located north of Sicily by approximately 225 miles in the opposite direction of where they wanted to go. <laughs> yes. Are you trying to tell you, me that people who aren't smart enough to know that the earth is round are also not smart enough to know how to navigate around even what they believe to be a flat earth? Yes. And I mean, they <laughs> probably like all flat earthers say we did our research. Oh, sure. And traveled. I mean, I don't even know what their sailing abilities are, but being that they sailed 225 miles in the wrong direction, <laughs> I'm surprised they're not dead. <laughs> it goes on to say, <laughs> according to officials on the island, the two wary travelers were found tired, thirsty, and risking shipwreck. A mm-hmm. doctor who attended the duo understandably found some amusement in their predicament, noting that the funny thing is, is that they orientated themselves with a compass, an instrument that works on the basis of terrestrial magnetism, <laughs> a principle that they, as flat earthers, should refuse. <laughs> well, the pair was then later. What was that? Oh, I was just going to say, well, see what they did really is just prove that the earth is flat because the compass didn't work. It's not that they didn't know how to use it. It just didn't work. <laughs> no, they just don't know how to fucking use the compass. Uh, they didn't know how the arrow worked on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says the pair were then taken by escort to Sicily's capital of, uh, uh, Pella, Pelomero, Pel- uh, yeah, I'm fucking all this up. Sorry. Uh, where they were told to remain in their boat under quarantine for 15 days. But these are flat earthers. You don't keep a flat earther locked down. Uh, it would seem that their quest for the edge of the world would not be denied. As incredibly, the couple defied the order and took to the sea once again. Oh, Jesus. The trip did not last as long as they uh, their previous excursion as they were intercepted by the harbor master after only three hours. And at what must have been a maddening experience for local officials, the pair actually attempted yet another failed escape after that, which led to the flat earthers ultimately throwing in a towel on their trip to go, uh, and they went home. (laughs) Screw you guys, I'm going home. I mean, what amazes me is that they're, you know, in Italy... They go down to Sicily, and they're not even trying to get past Africa to find the edge of the world. I mean, they went 225 miles in the wrong direction. So it's like, Africa's not that far away. 
Like, I bet from that island you could get to Africa pretty quick and then be like, well, you would think you'd have to at least follow that coastline all the way down until you hit nothing. Mm-hmm. But no, that's, uh, they're fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I mean, I just imagine them sitting around the dinner table with a napkin, drawing their version of the earth and going, yep, it's right there. We'll navigate <laughs> to it. Oh, that's funny. With our compass and our whips. So, well, it, so, you know, talking about that and my adventures last night on, on that YouTube show that I was on, um, Oh, was one a flat earther? Well, no, but so I've had this in our, uh, show notes as something that we could talk about for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and we just haven't because we've talked about other stuff. But I thought, you know, this kind of ties in with all of that, like talk me talking about, you know, listening to religious people talk about where they disagree on points of doctrine and scripture is like listening to, you know, people discussing fan fiction or comic books and, you know, what is part of official canon and what isn't and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I received an email. Gosh, it's been a while now. Uh, I received an email a little while ago and I still intend to eventually reply to this, but, uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about it here. Um, and this email was sent to atheists of Utah and then forwarded to me. And it says, hi, atheists of Utah. I recently watched the debate wherein Mr. Ellis and Mr. Clark confronted Mr. White and Mr. Durbin. So this is talking about the debate that Greg and I did, um, a while ago last yeah, year. White and Durbin were very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Presuppositionalists and kind of dicks to boot. So, um, yeah, the email continues and says, I was very impressed with Mr. Ellis's cool demeanor and willingness to consider the Christian argument at face value, giving thoughtful responses where he could. I'm really grateful for that. And I couldn't help, but want to reach out to him and ask about his views in particular. I agree with him that the problem with the presuppositional argument is that it is primarily or maybe exclusively presented as an argument against other religions, most commonly atheism, and it lacks a positive construction of the Christian worldview. I was wondering if Mr. Ellis had ever read Bosserman's book, The Trinity and the Vindication of Christian Paradox, An Interpretation and Refinement of the Theological Apologetic of Cornelius Van Til. I have never read a book with a title that long. <laughs> if or, the title's that long, I can't imagine how, how thick that book is going to be. Oh, dude, it gets better. And it's, it continues. So, you know, if I've read that one or the seminal works by Van Til and Bonson, Bosserman, in my opinion, presents his case with more clarity. As I understand it, the books present a philosophical problem related to epistemology. The one and the many. They do some work to establish the relevance and importance of the problem, and they attempt to provide a positive construction of the Christian Trinitarian God as the necessary solution. If Mr. Ellis has read these books, I would be very gratified to hear his critique of their positive component in particular. Uh. His debate performance has me convinced that he is unique in his willingness to consider arguments from the, quote, other side, unquote, prior to attempting to refute them. And that makes his opinion distinctly valuable to me. Thank you in advance. The person who sent this email. I yeah. Don't, I don't, I'm not going to say their name because I don't want people to pile on them, but it just like, I haven't bothered to respond to this for quite a while. I, I will eventually, but I haven't bothered to respond to it because it's like, no, of course I haven't read that fucking bullshit. Why the fuck would I do that? Why the fuck would I, an atheist read a book about a specific point of doctrine that I don't fucking believe in that is being argued by two Christians who don't fucking agree with each other. Like why hasn't yeah. their God sorted this shit out? Why hasn't their God done something to let other people know what the fucking truth is? Why would I waste my fucking time reading a book called the Trinity and the vindication <laughs> of Christian paradox and interpretation and refinement of the theological apologetic of Cornelius Van Til? Or any of the other seminal works by Van Til and Bonson. <laughs> like, I mean, if you have to write a whole series of books trying to justify the Bible in some weird 
what 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 I'm trying to remember the word in here is looking for paradoxical way. <laughs> that's that's not good. Yeah, why I just like I should ask him if he's read anything, you know, talking about uh specific points of argumentation within the coding world or you know, pick any random superhero that people fucking write fan fiction about. And if he's read seminal works about those people, yeah. if he doesn't like, especially if it's a superhero that he, it, that he doesn't care about, doesn't agree with, doesn't like, like it, why the fuck would Have I read, read any of that shit? Spider-Man. Yeah. Why the fuck would I read any of that? First, you need to tell me or show me evidence that there is a God before you start arguing about whether he brushes his teeth once or twice a day. Right. Like, yeah. what the fuck would I care about any of that shit until you can show me that it actually is a thing that exists? Because, yeah, this is almost, I guess, to me, it sounds like it's arguing this is the right kind of God. Like, yeah, a lot of you believe in a God, but we found this one to be the right interpretation, where it's kind of like, no, if you don't believe in any of the interpretations, why would that sway you? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Ooh! And I think I remembered what I wanted to say about the, the LDS lady that I was talking to the other night. Fucking no, it's gone again. Shit. Fucking Alzheimer's. <laughs> I know. Oh no, it's come, it's come back to me again. Okay. So here it is. I remember now. Um, she, at one, and at one point when we were talking, um, you know, she started throwing out Mormon apologetics about how, you know, Joseph Smith wasn't a learned man. He wasn't well-educated, but yet he created these fanciful stories. And, you know, so clearly they must be true because, you know, he oh, he's a 14-year-old kid who's writing this stuff. And, and somebody else in the, in the chat was like, oh, hmm, was he 14 when he wrote the Book of Mormon? Oh, well, no, but, and I'm like, okay, so, and then here talking about he had the, his, quote unquote first vision when he was 14, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, which version of the first vision are we going to talk about? Well, it's one of those things where, you know, something happens to you and, and your, your story changes a little bit over time as you remember different things. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that like, if God were to appear to you, that you wouldn't have, have like a like, clear vision of that. Oh, yeah. Like you wouldn't, immediately go and write that stuff down and, you know, want to record it for posterity. And it would be, you know, set in stone basically, as far as what you remember that it, you know, you wouldn't send out various versions of what you say of what you claim to have witnessed. And yeah, so she was just throwing out apologetics like that. And then she said, well, and so then what about the witnesses, the 13 witnesses that, that say that they held the plates and that they, you know, that they touched the things that Joseph Smith was translating. And I'm like, well, what about the witnesses who later recanted that? Well, there haven't been yeah. any. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there have been. And of course there has been one. Uh, um, I think it was Martin Harris actually. Did, that, did one of them print like an expose in the newspaper at the time? Oh, well, like there, calling uh, him out for that stuff. Yeah. I think there were several different people, but you know, she, she, continued to insist and assert that nobody ever changed or recanted their story about being a witness. And the one thing that the one bit of argumentation that I didn't throw out there that I, that I should have, you know, that I kind of got sidetracked, but whether or not Joseph Smith is able to write something down at whatever age, right. That he can create a story fine. And that other people held what he told them were plates. Like nobody says that they looked directly at them. They, they felt their yeah. heft and they, you know, they were in a cloth or whatever, or in a box and there was something in there. Even let's, let's say that even if all of that happened, right. He was really young when he wrote this. Uh, he claims to have translated it. There are people who say that they witnessed uh, and held a container that held the plates, you know, none of them actually say that as far as I can recall, none of them actually say that they looked at the plates themselves. It was, they were covered in something or they were in a box or yeah. whatever. And, you know, let's, let's say that, let's say that all of that really happened. None of that, none of that, even if you accept all of that, none of it proves that Joseph Smith had a first vision. It proves that he convinced people that he had a first vision. 
It proves that he wrote a story. It proves that he had people hold something. None of it proves that it was the word of God passed down to him. No, there's there, None of that proves that. So even if I grant everything that she wants to believe about Joseph Smith, quote unquote, translating the Book of Mormon, it still doesn't fucking prove that he's a prophet or that he had an actual first vision where God and or Jesus came down and spoke to him. But we can prove that he was a charlatan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can prove that he's a con man and a charlatan by all of his records of being imprisoned and jailed. And yeah. Yeah. Even before he came up with the Book of Mormon. Yeah. I, I just, <sighs> the, the, the hoops that people will jump through to try to justify what they want to believe versus what is true in reality is always astounding to me. It just, yeah, it's that's never made any sense. Don't matter. Yeah. Well, that's just like your Except opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. If you like our opinions, we're cool with that. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. My position in all of this is that preacher Custer, like every single preacher, priest, and holy man since the dawn of time, is full of shit. The only true God, the only real God, is the God of meat. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So, we're, we're coming up to being out of time here pretty soon. Before we go, I wanted to talk about one final thing, and I haven't, I haven't even mentioned it to you yet. Um, no, you haven't. No, but have did, did had, have you seen all of the stuff about a former guest that we've had on the show a few times? Who was here in my house? I've driven him around. I've introduced him. I've oh, spoken yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. David Silverman ha- is a walking shit show these days. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that guy, but there's something fucking wrong with him. Maybe, maybe it's always been there. Maybe he's always been a massive asshole, but, and the mask has just slipped completely slipped away, fallen off. But yeah, which is also why we definitely need to change the, the people, the thing people are playing to, for our show, for our ad for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I need to, Anybody who is playing our our show runner or ad for the show or little drop thing that we've recorded a long time ago, uh, if you could stop <laughs> stop using that, that'd be great. We'll come up with something again sometime. We've talked about doing it for a couple of years now, I think. <laughs> At least to- a year, but then COVID hit and uh, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. The, the we need to do, we need to, we need to record something else for people to use. Um, yeah. And there are a couple shows that I'll reach out to directly and say, Hey, I appreciate you, you know, trying to throw some listeners our way by running this, but it'd be great if you just wouldn't anymore because, because we mentioned a name in there and we don't like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a couple people that we mentioned in there that have since turned into just not people that. Yeah, I would care to associate with very much or if ever again. And then I feel bad that I ever did with how terrible they are now. Like Silverman said some shit yesterday or not yesterday. He said some shit on, uh, uh, I saw, I saw the clip on Twitter. Yeah. It was a podcast that, yeah, I, the, there's just, so there's been Dillahan so many breakups. It. Yeah. There's been so many breakups in the atheist community. Um, it, it was on a podcast that used to be pretty popular. I think it still is pretty popular. It's certainly more popular than our show. It has more listeners, uh, more Patreon supporters and stuff like that. Um, and, and that's fine and good. Super duper. Um, and I think the host probably does what he thinks is 
best and he thinks he's trying to do good things most of the time. I think he's really fucking wrong on a lot of points and he's been an asshole in the past to other people in the community and has taken advantage of people, I believe. Um, but that's all, that's all, that's all other stuff to discuss maybe at some other point in time. But I want to talk specifically about just what a huge fucking piece of shit David Silverman is and that he's totally fucking red pilled himself, man. Like he's a fucking raging misogynist. He's a racist. He's fucking, he's just an asshole, a raging fucking yeah. asshole. It, it started off that apparently, you know, this other show wanted to have him on there to talk about, um, Silverman had made a post on Twitter or had tweeted something about how he was thinking about voting for Donald Trump because the left has just gotten too crazy. The SJWs are out of control. Cancel culture is terrible. People have ruined his life. No, dude, you abused your fucking power and took advantage of people and were a giant asshole for a long time. And then when all of that came to light, yeah, you were fucking fired because you're an asshole and you did abuse your power. You were in a position representing a, a minority group that already has a lot of problems and is looked down on from outsiders all over the world. And then you in charge of an organization decided that you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. And that's, that's horseshit. You should hold yourself to a higher standard because you're not just out there representing yourself. You're representing an entire community of people who are already looked down on everywhere. And so when you fuck up, yeah. it reflects not just on you, but on that entire community. And you fucked us all because you're an asshole, a greedy, selfish fucking prick who couldn't keep your own prick in your fucking pants. <laughs> I, I haven't, I, I was, I was counseled that, we cannot or should not talk about a lot of this stuff for quite a while. And I think that moratorium, I, th I think the moratorium on being able to talk about that has kind of fallen away because there are a bunch of people talking about it now. Like it's just, he's, yeah. it's, it fucking listening. I listened to that episode and it just fucking disgusted me. Like he repeated a bunch of things that are just completely untrue about different events that have happened recently and but everything that he said that is untrue is he's parroting right-wing talking points because he's fucking red-pilled himself yeah. or i mean i know that he had some conservative views before and maybe he but he's gone yeah maybe he just secretly harbored a lot of right-wing views <laughs> and kept them hidden from the community because most people in the community are not members of the right wing also. And may, like I said, maybe the mask has just fallen away, but I, I don't want anybody to think that I want to have anything to do with that individual going forward because yeah. I don't, I completely disavow anything and everything he does in the future because he's just turned into a piece of shit. Yeah. He's, he's Dave Rubin himself. I fully expect that he's just, you know, bucking to get his own show on Fox News or Breitbart or Daily Caller, some fucking right-wing bullshit rag or show where he can espouse his hateful, stupid, misguided, ignorant, uninformed views about shit. And like I said, it, it isn't even that he, that we have a different, uh, a a difference of opinion on things. Some of the things that he was saying are just factually in fucking correct. And he's basing what he believes on those things when they can be shown to be demonstrably false. And he doesn't fucking care because it doesn't fit the narrative that he's trying to spew. So fuck David yeah. Silverman. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I was, I was highly disappointed that his book is still sitting on my shelf. <laughs> well, and it's not that he hasn't given some good speeches or written some good things or done good things in the past, but what he's doing now is just erasing all of that. He's yeah. 
undoing any good work that he has done. And he wants to say, oh, I'm, I seek joy. I just want people to be friendly. I'm all about due process. Nobody gave me a chance. Fuck you. You had power that you fucking abused because you're a selfish, greedy fucking prick. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> I hope he hears this and I hope it hurts your fucking feelings, David, because you're an asshole. I'm so fucking disappointed in you. I can't fucking believe it. I can't believe that I called you a friend, that you've been to my house, that you've been here in this studio. You've eaten food with me. We've shared drinks. We've hung out. Like, what What in the actual fuck, dude? Are you really just so upset that people weren't going to swallow you abusing your power? Is that it? That you... You have a problem with people telling you when you're wrong and they can show when you're wrong and when you've hurt other people that you can't handle that criticism. And so it's not that you've done something wrong. It's that the world has turned against you. Go fuck yourself. Okay. He, I, he lost his power. And now he wants it back. And I guess before when I said that's all I have to say about that, it wasn't quite it was, all I had to say. It wasn't quite true. <laughs> just, just, just get it out, Dan. Yeah. It's, uh, it's better when we talk about these things during our therapy sessions. Yeah. And you know, it's really frustrating too, because there are, there are a number of things that have gone on that nobody talks about. And, and there are people who know things that he's done that they haven't, you know, really talked about publicly there, you know, there's a bunch of little rumors and stories and stuff in the community. And there are things that I know that I witnessed myself personally that I didn't say out loud and have never talked about publicly because some of the things that I know wouldn't just hurt him. They would hurt other people and they're not really my stories yeah. to tell. But if I see it, it's one of those things that you just kind of hang on to in the back of your mind to warn people about in the future. Like, Hey, just to let you know, I see this is going on. And before you get too involved here, you should know about bleh. Right. Yeah. I, I think I've told you and Matt a couple yeah. things that, yeah, that, you know, he tries to deny a bunch of shit and say that, Oh, well, these people lied and they're just out to hurt him. Bullshit, dude. You're a fucking liar trying to save himself yeah and then saying what's what's really i think what really fucking bothers me about it is that he's whining and bitching and acting like a little fucking dick and pretending that he didn't do anything wrong or well sure okay yeah i did do something wrong but i didn't deserve to have my life destroyed for it and then says that you know it's fine that george floyd was murdered fuck yeah. you you fucking like asshole he, yeah he's basically saying he deserved it it's good that he's gone fuck that piece of shit yeah yeah and doubling down on it like it it just it makes me fucking sick you're a disgusting vile piece of trash um yeah and he's got a bunch of little fucking toadies that can't seem to do anything but want to suck his dick and lick his boots and wipe his ass maybe he needs all of that i think he does he's he's, he's constantly seeking attention for sure and I'm guessing that that's what a lot of this recent stuff is, is just he wasn't getting enough attention and he'll get it however he can, whether it's positive or negative. Well, here's a lot of fucking negative attention for you, negative. asshole. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to our show, everybody. Hey. <laughs> thanks for joining us. It's going to be a good weekend, I think. We've got a long holiday weekend ahead of us. I don't. Oh, all right. You got to go. You, you don't really follow all that stuff as much as... Yeah. A lot of other professions. So yeah, you'll be, I haven't had a holiday in, uh, well, it's, it's, get, it's getting close to 20 years. You get, do you get extra pay on the holidays though? No. No? Really? Oh, that sucks. Nope. We just work. Well, that sucks. There's no holidays in a fire station. Yeah. I guess fire doesn't take a holiday. Accidents yeah. and emergencies don't take a holiday. Nope. People still fuck themselves up. People go out and do dumb shit all the time. Gonna need some help. Like my, whenever anybody on Facebook puts one of those things up, like describe, describe your work without saying what you do. I'm like, I show up when you fuck up. <laughs> if you see me, it's because you've done something really bad. Probably. Yeah. Or someone, yeah, someone in the area your house on fire, started a field <laughs> on fire, falling off a ladder, had a heart attack. 
something's fucked up if I'm there. Something done gone bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you uh, giving up those holidays and stuff. First responders, you guys, you guys really do help a whole lot, and I think are underappreciated at times. You know, you're you're hugely I, appreciated by those in in need at the time, but I think a lot of the time people overlook that, you know, you're just always at the ready and you do give up holidays and you do give up weekends and you That's where we, we try to explain it to people when they try to take funding away. We're like, We're your insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, even if we're not having a high call volume right now, our job is to be prepared when that oh shit situation happens. So when you complain going, oh, the firefighters are just out playing out, playing with ropes again. They're just out rappelling off the mountains again or something like, no, we're making sure that when you flip your vehicle over coming down this road and if you fell down that ravine, we can get your ass out. Yep. Yeah. We used to get a lot of people like, they're just out there playing like, no, we're, we're training because we're not on a call. So we train for what a situation. So we're not just playing. It looks fun because it is fun. Well, and sometimes but, you guys do just have fun too, but everybody just has fun at their work site sometimes, right? Yeah. It's not like everybody is all business all the time while they're at work. Like I helped a guy this last Tuesday, uh, new to our fire department, hasn't done a lot of rope stuff before. He's never repelled. So we had him repelling off the building and we got him to the point where he was confident with it. And it's like, yeah, this is actually fun. Like the first time he was going over the edge, it's like, you, you can see he's, scared shitless <laughs> but you know you do it a few times and he's like no I actually he's like i enjoyed that and the next day he said i actually enjoyed that so much i was looking online to see if i can't get into doing this on my days off mm. i was like awesome just going repelling just go repelling and i'm like he was asking me about what oh, what's what's some good gear to get what's you know and i had to explain to him like Rope rescue and repelling are two completely different beasts, Mm -hmm. but you'll learn some good stuff from this that you can take over and use to do that. Mm -hmm. And as long as you, I mean, stay proficient with knowing how to set up systems and get comfortable with going over the edge of a building or a cliff. Yeah. 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 Well, super. Well, I, I hope you, uh, Enjoy your time at work. Don't don't get called out on too many things, or that if they are, that it's not too bad. We're just we're just waiting. I think the bad stuff that has the potential of happening will probably be happening Saturday or Sunday, which is usually campers or people that go out to have fun on the weekend mm-hmm. and wreck their ATVs or get stranded out there someplace, and we got to go get them. Fuck their shit up one way or another. Oh yeah. Yeah, we haven't had anybody fall in a mine shaft in a long time. <laughs> that's that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> there's unmarked mine shafts, and sometimes they drive their ATVs right into them. Yeesh. Well, yep that that'd be scary. I'll wrap. Should things. we thank some people? Yeah, I was gonna say that'll wrap things up for us. Uh, <laughs> we should thank our Patreon subscribers before we go. That would be Alan Firth, Christy Callback, Gatheist, David Andrews. Two Skeptical Chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Ali Olson. John McCullough. Tiffany Hudson. Sinead Duffy. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Let Them Eat Kofefi. Jeff Peterson. Corey Ebert. Megan Mitchell. Freethinker215. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Nico Gonzalez. Chad Pryor. Cletus the Slackjawed Yoko. Wants you to support the atheists of Utah and the PA non-believers. Super duper. I didn't fuck up. <laughs> Good job, Ryan. You didn't fuck up. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody, for, for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going over to patreon.com and searching for The Godless Revolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. That helps us pay for the bills and keep the show going. So we really, really appreciate it. Uh, you can also send us money through means of PayPal if you would like by using our email address of godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Uh, I will be sure that I, I'll be sure to, to post uh, links to the 
empathetic atheist show that I was on. I'll, I'll post links to both the uh, regular show and their after party. So you guys can watch that if you are so inclined. And so until next week, crucify leaders who believe that their armed forces who die defending their country are losers. And leave us a review. And once again, please fucking vote. That's it. Ha, 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 ha